All right, good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center. We're in Random Lake, Wisconsin. So glad to have you with us today for our congregation at prayer. It's September 14th, 2020. Our congregation at prayer today resumes our look at the giving of the law and specific Specifically, we're actually going to move into Leviticus, so we'll be in Leviticus chapter 1 for our catechesis today. We begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, we say our memory verse for this week. A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let not man separate. Mark 10, verses 7 through 9. And we pray our psalm. Psalm 89, beginning in verse 38. But now you have cast off and rejected. You are full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dust. You have breached all his walls. You have laid his strongholds in ruins. All who pass by plunder him. He has become the scorn of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have also turned back the edge of the sword and you have not made him stand in battle. You have made his splendor to cease and cast his throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. How long, O Lord? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created all the children of man. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked, and how I bear in my heart the insults of all the many nations, with which your enemies mock, O Lord, and with which they mock the footsteps of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from Hebrews chapter 6. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit 
and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. For the earth, which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it, and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated, receives blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected, and near to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you, yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. There ends the reading. And now our reading for catechesis. Now the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tabernacle of meeting, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of the livestock, of the herd, and of the flock. If his offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord. Then he shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. He shall kill the bull before the Lord, and the priests, Aaron's sons, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall skin the burnt offering and cut it into its pieces. The sons of Aaron, the priest, shall put fire on the altar and lay the wood in order on the fire. Then the priests, Aaron's sons, shall lay the parts, the head, and the fat in order on the wood that is on the fire upon the altar. But he shall wash its entrails and its legs with water. And the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. If his offering is of the flocks, of the sheep, or of the goats, as a burnt offering, a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring a male without blemish. He shall kill it on the north side of the altar before the Lord, and the priests, Aaron's sons, shall sprinkle its blood all around the altar. And he shall cut it in its pieces with its head and its fat, and the priest shall lay them in order on the wood that is up on the fire upon the altar. But he shall wash the entrails and the legs with water. Then the priest shall bring it all and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. And if the burnt sacrifice of his offering of the, to the Lord is of the birds, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or young pigeon. The priest shall bring it to the altar, wring off its head, and burn it on the altar. Its blood shall be drained out at the side of the altar. Then he shall remove its crop with its feathers and cast it beside the altar on the east side, into the place for ashes. Then he shall split it at its wings, but shall not divide it completely, and the priest shall burn it on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Or as I always joke, the Lord loves a good barbecue. All right. Now, who determined 
what were the proper sacrifices that the Israelites would offer. That's right, it's the Lord. Uh, according to verse 2, where were the Israelites to, or excuse me, what, what were the Israelites to bring for an offering? Excuse me. Yeah, they're to bring an animal from the herd or the flock. What kind of animal was required for the burnt offering? According to verse 3, yeah, a male from the herd without blemish, that is without defect. And why? <laughs> this is pointing forward to Jesus, who is, of course, male and without blemish, that is without sin. Where was the offering to be presented? Presented then at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord. Now, were the people forced to bring offerings? Well, it's quite clear here, right? The offerings are brought um, of his own free will, right? Why is this important? Why are the offerings given of their own free will? Again, think forward to Jesus. Jesus himself offered, um, willingly presented himself as the lamb for sacrifice and as the scapegoat for our sins. A lamb goes uncomplaining forth. <laughs> According to verse 4, right, so you see verse 4 there, what was, one, what was the one who brought the sacrifice to do? It says he was to put his hand or lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering. And this action was to signify, what was it to signify, do you think? It says, and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. Maybe here we need to go and look at another reading from Leviticus. Later on, Leviticus 16 would be helpful. Aaron shall lay both hand, his hands on the head of the live goat, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning their sins, putting them on the head of the goat, and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. So, this is the scapegoat there. Yeah, by putting your hands upon the man, putting his hands upon the sacrifice, he's putting his own sins upon the head of that sacrifice for atonement, to make atonement. Atonement, of course, is a blood sacrifice, a blood covering. Um, now, this is regards to the herd, so this is a bull. And uh, what was done to the young bull next? Of course, it was slaughtered. <laughs> and then, having been slaughtered by the one who brought it, by the way, uh, what did Aaron's sons do with the sacrifice? Do a few things there, right? You see, they take the blood and sprinkle it all around the altar. And then, um, very specifically by the altar that is in front of the door of the tabernacle. The animal's body is, it says there in verse 6, skinned, right? And cut into pieces and then burned. Why do you think the head is mentioned again in verse 8? Aaron's sons shall lay its the parts, the head in specific, and the fat in order on the wood. Again, remember the hands were put on the head, right? And it's the head that bore sin and the fire of God's anger in particular. What about the inner parts? The entrails, if you like. Those were washed and then, and then burned. Right? What might this signify for the Israelites? The outside wasn't washed, but the inside was. That's your hint. 
Yeah, this is, I think this is a confession of the nature of sin. Think of Psalm 51, most notably, right? Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me of my sin. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make known, make me to know wisdom. Um, also, hide your face from my sins, blot out my iniquities, create in me a clean heart, which of course is inside, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Right. So, this is the need for the sin of the inner parts to be washed clean, of course, in substitution, that is, by the sacrifice of the lamb. Ultimately, the lamb being Jesus, or here the bull, lamb, or bird. How is the burnt offering then described at the end of verse 9? Again, like the barbecue, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Um, what other detail is added about the sacrifice there in verse 10 in regards to the flocks? Yeah, if it's of the flocks, it can be of either the sheep or the goats. Just curious, of course. Where was the slaughter of the sheep and goats to take place? Remember, the, the bull was at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. The, the sheep or goats are done at the north side of the altar before the Lord. Why was the blood, do you think, sprinkled, as it says here, um, what does it say, actually? All around the altar, at, the, at all four sides of the altar. Remember, this is the blood that atones for sin, that is, forgives sin, right? God attaches his forgiveness to this blood. And of course, now he attaches forgiveness to the preaching of the gospel, right? Which proclaims to all the world, the four corners, the four compass directions, if you prefer, the good news that the blood of Christ covers the guilt, all the guilt of sin, the sin of the whole world. Um, now in verse 14, you see what kind of... Um, Birds are particularly specified for burnt sacrifices. There it's turtle doves or young pigeons. Uh, now you can see, of course, you can, if you're at all <laughs> acquainted with uh, farm life here, you know that uh, the most expensive of these sacrifices, the most significant was the, uh, the male bull, but um, the sheep and goats being next, and then, of course, birds being relatively inexpensive. So the, there's a an allowance, I would, I suppose, if you like, um, that you can give according to your free will, according to your ability, right? So the poor are those who typically offered the birds. When would this dove, turtle dove, become important in the life of Jesus in particular? I think there's two places that come to mind. Of course, the obvious one is uh, the baptism of Jesus in Matthew 3, right, where the Spirit alighted upon him like a dove. And the voice from heaven, the voice of the Father said, this is my beloved Son. Um, but think also in Luke chapter 2, in verse 24, when Jesus is presented in the temple, right? And there Mary and Joseph offer um, doves when they presented young baby Jesus in the temple and made atonement for him. Okay, what was done with the bird? It's a little bit different than with the sheep and the bull, of course. The priest would wring off its head drain the blood on the side of the altar and burn it, right? What was to be removed and cast into the ashes? This is unique, right? The crop and the feathers. What is the crop? I don't know if you know bird anatomy on this one. This is the part of the digestive tract that has the pre-digested material in it. 
All right. What 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 else was done with the bird? Now the bird was split open at its wings, uh, but not entirely, not completely. Um, when you cook a, a bird this way, it's called spatchcocking, by the way, in case you didn't know that. Uh, it's wonderful. And a cast iron skillet, right? Lay it flat. Okay. <laughs> so uh, what were the three categories of for burnt offerings that are given today? See this in verse 3 through 9, and then 10 through uh, 13, and then 14 to 17. We have the young bull, we have the sheep and the, or the goats, and then we have the birds. Now, um, is there any indication that one of these sacrifices is better than the other? No. No, it's according um, to your will, according to your ability. Now, what was arranged on the altar? This was given explicitly there in verse 7. Yeah, the wood is put in order on, this, on the altar. And then what was laid upon the wood? Very particularly, the sacrifice, much like we saw with Abraham, right, and Isaac upon the mountain of Moriah. Why do you think, <laughs> maybe it's obvious, why do you think wood was specifically mentioned for each of these three sacrifices? The sacrifices are put upon the wood that has been laid in order upon the altar. Yeah, this is all foreshadowing of the wood of the cross upon which Christ would be the burnt offering. The fire of God's wrath would be poured out upon him uh, as he takes our place for our sin. All right, a meditation on this text. The burnt offering was made for atonement. The act of laying the hand on the head of the sacrifice indicated the need for sin to be borne by someone else. Thus Christ, the male without defect, and the head of his body, the church, came to bear the sin of rich and poor alike. The pleasing aroma of Christ's sacrifice ascended to his Father when our Lord was roasted under the Father's wrath upon the wooden spit of the cross. The removal of the bird's crop or intestinal tract reminds us that within our hearts there is a filth of sin that needs to be torn from our midst and cast into the garbage, as Christ has done for us at baptism by sending his Spirit to drive out the evil spirit. The careful washing of the inner parts reminds us of the daily need to drown the old Adam within us so that the new man of our baptism, Jesus Christ, might be pleasing, might be the pleasing aroma which covers over the foul smell of our sin. The blood sprinkled upon all sides of the altar reminds us that the blood of Christ has been shed for all the nations of the earth, that the gospel may be preached to the four corners of the earth. All right, let's confess our catechism for this week. What is the fifth commandment? You shall not murder. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor and his body, but help and support him in every physical need. What is the sixth commandment? You shall not commit adultery. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we lead a sexually pure and decent life in what we say and do, and husband and wife love and honor each other. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins against the fifth commandment. Strengthen our faith in Jesus so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of marriage, where you join together a man and a woman in love for each other, and when it is your will to become a father and a mother. Strengthen our faith in Jesus so that we lead a pure and decent life in what we say and do, and grow to be faithful husbands and wives who love and honor our spouses. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
On this Monday, we pray for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism. We pray for vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and of course for good government and peace. We also pray for our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. We pray for an end to all fear, anxious thoughts, and constant worry, trusting that God will provide all that is needed in every circumstance. We pray for deliverance from pestilence, sedition, and rebellion. Pray for our military and law enforcement personnel. We pray for those who rejoice in their birthday. Yesterday, uh, Richard Yench. Pray for those who are ill and in need of the Lord's healing, especially Marcella, Jan, Ron, Marlene, Brad, Janet, Timothy, and Carol, Pastor Lindau, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Aaron, Roger, and Steve, and Jean. We also pray for all those who are grieving, especially the family and friends of Carol Hawk. That's my family. <laughs> I appreciate your prayers. We also pray for those who are homebound, Bev, David, Willis and Janice and Mickey. We pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, Orphan Grain Train, Federwitz family. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray the collect for this week. O Lord, keep your church with your perpetual mercy, and because of our frailty we cannot but fall. Keep us ever by your help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing uh, a lovely children's hymn here for this week, I Am Jesus' Little Lamb. Well provides me 
loves me every day the same, even calls me by my name. Day by day at home away, Jesus is my staff and stay. When I hunger, Jesus feeds me, into pleasant pastures leads me. When I thirst, he bids me go, where the quiet waters flow. Who so happy as I am, even now the shepherd's lamb, and when my short life is ended, by his angel host attended, he shall fold me to his breast, there within his arms to rest. Well, maybe you already know that one by heart. <laughs> but work at it this week if you're at Abel. It'd be a great one to have memorized. You can sing it as you die in peace with the Lord. All right. Lord be with you all. We'll see you again tomorrow.